to do it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> Hi everybody! Hey. We made it! Yay! Yay! We have, we have Saya. Yay! Hello, hot recruiter. If you are not following him, you are missing out. Latest tips, tricks, and trends. Always, always. Yay, Zaya! Thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Finally, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's been one thing. Like you had your your thing, and then we had to cancel our thing last week. So it's it's a time tough time of year, isn't it? Yeah, the holidays. I was like, I feel like I can't catch up. It's like I'm drowning in everybody else's problems. Oh. <laughs> Well, if you're a recruiter, is that is that pretty common for you to feel? No, like yeah, no, it really is. I was like, especially now, like I just um, I have like two or three new clients, so I'm like, ooh, new problems. So I was like, we got this. <laughs> yeah, so it's like recruiter slash therapist slash everything is what right. you are. Yeah, all in <laughs> which she's totally awesome at, by the way. That's very cool. I don't know He's how on I my it. <laughs> He's on my speed dial. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, actually, I um, when I was going through major crisis, when I had when we had our chat, that helped me so much out. Say, so it really like, I don't know, it just gave me a lot of, I don't know, I felt bad because we because I I've been I feel like all I ever am is is crisis, but it was just an awesome conversation. To, like you just made me feel so much better. Oh, hey, Whitney. Um, so I can only imagine. But we're so excited to have Zaya with us because he is here you guys the sunday scaries are nothing we're, we're chasing them away and we brought zay on because he has awesome energy but he this is what he does all day is help people in their job search so mm -hmm. if you guys have questions you know feel free to post them in the comments and we'll, we'll, we'll try to pop them up but also we're just going to talk a little bit about like what you know what makes him so so awesome first of all what when did you start hot recruiter uh, tell us a little bit about that Yes. Yeah, so I technically started doing like resumes and career coaching um, lot last September. So like September 2021, um, I went under like a different name. So it was a pivot career coach. And I was going and while I was on my job search, I was like trying to help other people as well. So I was doing their resumes um, in the meantime. And my resumes were going to like Disney, Microsoft, uh, Meta. So it was really exciting. You know, Crazy. Just start that out. And yeah. then and then I became a recruiter um, and I broke into tech last December and um, kind of from there, I was doing it a little bit less. Um, and then in May, I decided, OK, like, let's go ahead and let's go full time. Um, and so I've been going full time since May now. And I've been I've helped over 50 people get into tech. So it's like that's been pretty exciting. <laughs> I, I think the first time I ever saw you and I don't know who it was that you helped. But you, it, for me, you came into my timeline in such a splash. It was even before I, I started talking to Shanda, I think. It was like June. You would help somebody get some crazy, jo awesome job. And they were raving about you. I don't even remember who it was. But they were I raving about you. Headed. I can't remember. There's been some really good ones. I just remembered thinking, you know what? Because I was looking. I mean, I, that I was in and I was like, dude, I need to get on this dude's radar. Like, I need him to blow me up like he blew her up. I don't even know who it was, but it was somebody... And she was hype about you. So that was very exciting. But that's um, cool. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. I wish I could. I wish I could remember. Who was it? It was It was definitely in June. There's no doubt it was in June. Okay. In and June? Yeah, no. I was like, I think I had I had like 12 clients in June. It was a big month. You were on fire. And, that's and a huge one. <laughs> you were on fire. And it was like, it was very exciting. And I just, I wish I could remember. But it's so crazy because I am obsessed with recruiters. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and so I follow a lot of them and I respect so many of you guys on here. Like, so I think, I think, I guess I just get it confused because I think there's nothing cooler than helping someone find a job like that. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's also a lot of work. I mean, I'm sure you get the one thing I wanted to ask you about today was because we get this, I don't know. I get this and I'm not a recruiter. All I want to do is help people. Mm -hmm. And, um, hello. And, you know, people are always emailing you, I'm sure. Can you help me find a job? Can you help me find a job? And is that, like, how do you how do you deal with that? And what, what's the best way? Like, if, if somebody like me wanted to get on, on Zaya's radar and, and have him help me find a job, what's the best way to do that so that it's effective? You know what I mean? Best way to do it. So I am on LinkedIn every day. Um, I am, like, four days behind on my <laughs> LinkedIn messages. We were just talking um, about that. <laughs> so a little bit drowned. I might have to do, like, um, I don't know. I've been kind of thinking of better ways to get in contact with me, but um, I'm in like various Slack groups. Um, honestly, that's probably worse to get a hold of me than LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> but I do have my phone number listed on like a lot of things. So I, I say like for me personally, text is the best. And then LinkedIn message is number two, um, working on creating new intake forms and things like that. So maybe make it a little bit easier. Yeah, because I think that that's, I think what I advice I would give to people out there is, is that, you know, this, you know, recruiters are either there to help, but this is their job, right? And so you're, you're placing or you're doing all the things that you're doing. And so it, it a lot of times they're, so, you're sourcing your own candidates and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're waiting for someone to just reach out to you. And if they do, what I would suggest to you guys is, hey, really put some thought into it. You know what I mean? Don't just be like, Hey, help me find a job. Like, this is what I tell everybody, Mm -hmm. like do some work and be like, Hey, I'm looking at these three companies. I'm really trying to get into these three companies at this position or something like that. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's, if that's helpful to you. Like when someone sends you an email and it's just broad. Yeah. So for me, I usually get the people that kind of, I don't want to say don't know a lot, but I get the people like on the career pivot and they don't know where to begin. Right. Um, So from there, I kind of like start with, okay, what job do we want to do first? Like that's the first and foremost thing, because if you don't tell me that I can't do anything with you. And so a lot of what I do in my first part of my conversations are, okay, you can do everything. Great. What do you want to do? And (laughs) so that's the number one thing that, um, especially like, you know, a small time potentialites where it's like, oh, I can do anything. Throw me in marketing. Throw me in HR. Throw me in. But do you actually like it? Yeah. So Just that's because you can part. do it doesn't mean you love it and you want to do it all day, every day. Exactly. So that's why I try and like tell people a little bit more. And they're like, oh, well, I saw customer success on online. And I was like, great. So that did everybody cool. and their mom, like <laughs> especially right now. Um, CSMs are like the most craziest role. So it's like going from there. It's like, OK, what's your backup role? What is something else that you can do? What is a um, I call them filler jobs. What are some filler jobs we can get you to get those job titles? So then that way you can get to this big goal in six months, whatever. That's that's really smart because I think, you know, to be honest, I was that person when I was when I was fired last year around this exact same time. I knew I had to work from home. I knew I was a salesperson. But I also wanted to be a leader. I also wanted to be a recruiter. I also wanted to do all the things. I would do anything that somebody would give me a job, basically. But you can't, like, that's not going to help you. Like, that doesn't help somebody like Zaya Mm -hmm. say, this is how I can help you get a job, right? So I get that. But it does make you perfect for startups. Yeah. (laughs) It does. But you, like, yes. But even still, like, if you go into an interview like that, you won't get the job, right? You're all over the place. 
the worst thing ever is like when the candidate first they don't know what position they applied to for the interview so like i called i called a couple people and they were like hey like what interview is this and i was like oh, oh it's you know it's from this company and they're like oh okay what role is it for and i'm like oh. you don't know what role i was like i sent you an email i was like Okay, and in Zaya's defense, he doesn't just send you an email. He sends you like a color-coded spreadsheet with all, I mean, it's like dramatic with different texts and stuff. I mean, if you can't keep up with Zaya, what, what he sends you, there is no hope for you. I mean, honestly, because it's like Shanda proof. It's seriously, it's like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You go down the list. You just do what he says to do. Check them off. Yeah, I try to make it the easiest thing on like the easiest thing it's possible. It's awesome. <laughs> so, it's truly awesome. I truly like to make it like okay, break into tech one hundred and one. Like it awesome. is. That's why it's no, so great. That's that's. I mean, that's really awesome because that's because it's very stressful. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can share. Like it's it's very stressful when you're trying to break in. So that's really cool to have a spreadsheet like that. Yeah. Do you do you find like a lot of people kind of. Um, sell themselves short and pick roles that like like they don't really necessarily want but they think that's the only way they could get a job or, or what do you see yeah so i don't know i feel like in this job market now because of all the layoffs and stuff i'm recommending that to people i know that kind of sucks but as long as it's in the same general path like there's always so many different side steps you can make in the future True. so many different pivots that you can make and like at the end of the day um, if what you need right now is a job to pay the bills, you know, get food on the table, then that's what I'm going to help you do. That's true. Well, that's, that's really important. And I think that's good advice right now, because I know a lot of people are really trying to, they got laid off and they want to kind of go right back to where they were, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, but not, you can't always do that. Like Shanda and I talk about it all the time. Like this isn't necessarily our forever home. But we have lots of long-term goals mm -hmm. and you can learn from every experience and opportunity that you have. Um, and all those goals are based upon what we're learning right now. This is like, it's not just, this is our second, mm -hmm. the next, all the next steps. We need this base. We need this networking. We need to know all these people because we're planning on taking these people with us. It's not mm -hmm. just, oh, we're going to start our own thing and take everybody. It's no, hey, we've got this opportunity you want to make some extra money here you go and so mm -hmm. we're always thinking about those things for everybody as you are too zaya you do yeah. that a lot i know just yeah. trying to, what's it called um when i broke into tech it was more like uh what's that phrase like you know reaching down and helping people up instead of just you know closing the door behind you type of thing so like to make sure that the door is always open well, and that's, I think that's one of the things that we can do so much in this community. That's what I love about LinkedIn right now is, is that, you know, if you are getting, if you're seeing success, like turn around and share that success with, with everybody, because we can all get better because of it. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really awesome to see that people out there doing that. Now, do you, do you see Zaya with, with, with these people going out on interviews and stuff right now, is there a trend of things that people are you know, maybe not thinking of like, is resume important? Is LinkedIn profile important? Like what kind of preparation do you really need to do right now to be successful in this type of? Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, networking. So as Shan knows, networking is like my number one, uh, you know, cherry on top. I like to push for is like, okay, we got to make sure you were networking. And then on the top of that, 
It's like, what are you going to say? What are you going to show them? What are you going to give to them type of thing? Um, and from there, I like to make sure like, okay, we need to have your resume ready. We need to have your cover letter ready, which is more of your story. So then that way, like you're prepared and you have everything that could, um, like everything that you could ever be asked for right, yeah. right there. And then That's from there, when you're networking, you can kind of navigate the conversation where you want to go. Like you're like, oh, hey, Julie, I saw you were in New York. I saw you were also hiring for this SDR position. Um, it'd be great to talk a little bit more about it when I'm in New York next week and we could go to this pizza place, whatever. Being bold, being like, being bold by far is what's going to get you an interview because there's 300 plus applications an hour, let alone, you know, a day. And- That's such good advice, though. I mean... Say that louder, Zaya. Like, be bold, right? Like, what? Be bold. <laughs> that was such a good idea, though. Like, not to be a stalker, but <laughs> if you do realize that you're in the same area, proximity, like, if you're, if you're, you know, and you can do something like that, that must set you really apart. What, mm-hmm. what is the reception like to that? Are people really getting a lot of good? Yes. Yeah, so, one thing that I use, so when I was going for like full cycle and I wanted to create, um, relationships with hiring managers. I've been to more than half the states and I've been to like those states general, like metropolitan area. So if I see somebody and I'm like, oh, like you're in Dallas, Texas, like there's this, you know, Lebanese place in Arlington I really love, like you should check it out. Um, and then I feel like food has always, like it's one of my greatest hobbies. So I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> when I go and I talk to people on network, I'm like, okay, food really brings people together. Like, and I get it. I get a good response on it personally because I'm like, okay, you need to try this from this place if you haven't. And you Definitely. need to listen to it because it's true. always good. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's it, right. Yeah. You know, Shan's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When's, when's your next food adventure? Because that Indian you guys food are is so. I'm my so name. jealous. I am so jealous of how close y'all live together, and I feel like I need to move like soon. <laughs> no, but- you don't want to move here. <laughs> Everybody says that. I almost, I almost went to Southern Methodist University for college. See, uh-huh. I can't. I, my dad wanted me to go there so bad. I got a scholarship to go there, and I was Did like, you? "Yeah, a track one." I was like, "No, thank you." A track? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you did track. My husband's a track coach. Oh, you see, I want to be a track coach, but I don't know how to get into. That. I used to do. Um, I was training for decathlon. What you could move here and be his assistant coach. There he you needs go. coaches so bad. He he, but they don't pay well. But see, with what you do though, that's the thing though. With your like, for him, you know, he has a brain tumor, so he doesn't work in the day. Mm-hmm. But keeping coaching is is like the only thing that keeps him like mm-hmm. you know go, going and stuff. But um, he needs help so bad, and so it's hard to find people who have jobs that are flexible in a way that they could also coach you know what i mean high school but i love uh, hurdles my favorite (laughs) stop it are you kidding me hurdles javelin pole vault those were like my mains nice pole vault is was the reason my husband started coaching because my daughter was where it was a small 1a school my daughter as a freshman became a pole vaulter and she made it to states and Mm. she we were at states and we were like wow this is so cool and this woman was like where's their coach? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I think it's these two guys that like on the team that they coach each other. And she goes, she turned to me and she goes, what? This is like the most dangerous sport and track and field. They coach each other. And I was like, well, it's terrifying. I said, what do you mean it's dangerous? She goes, well, they took, they had just brought the sport back because like 10 years ago, someone impaled themselves on a pole. And I was like, 
or shot themselves backwards. So I said to my husband, I said, um, just so you know, uh, we need a coach and this is kind of ridiculous. And he's been a baseball coach. So Mm -hmm. he went out and learned how to coach uh, pole vault and it became the way that they started winning states every year because he just got everybody into it mm-hmm. but with their their heights there were like five like qualifying for states was like five foot <laughs> at because first if you're smaller it's easier for you to you know tuck your legs up and then I was great freshman and sophomore year, and then I grew six inches and became six foot tall. Uh, oh, that's so, tough, yeah. And so, you know, long body. I was like, I didn't get any higher from then, but I was like, I still got scholarships for it, uh, pole vault, because not too many people, but hurdles was my bread and butter. That's what I went to state for. So, Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, well, I'll tell you, if you're looking for it, every, anytime you ever want, you could even maybe just consult with them or something. I don't know. But <laughs> that's very cool. That's very cool. Well, SMU wasn't my scene at all. I, I, uh, my dad really wanted me to go there. I went to visit. It was, it was not um, for me. But it seemed like a beautiful school, like a fun school. But It's a gorgeous a campus. Of, it was. It was. It was just a lot of pressure for me. So I was just like, yeah, I went to ECU, the number one party school in the country at the time. My dad was not pleased, but that's okay. I went to Arizona, so, you know. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) You know, party schools, (laughs) state. Well, I think you're right. I mean, I think networking, especially in this environment right now, what I find, if you're looking for a SaaS sales job, you have to show your ability to stand out from the crowd Mm -hmm. because that's what we have to do in our jobs today. Like I can't tell you guys how hard it is right now as an SDR or BDR. Nobody's answering the phone. Nobody's reading their emails. You have to do something to engage and connect with your prospects. Mm -hmm. That's different. Mm -hmm. That, that shows them that you're meeting them where they are. And that's probably what you have to do in this hiring environment. No, honestly, I do want to say, be cautious with the role. So that's one thing too. So like um, if I'm hiring for, I don't know, what, like a, um, a role that doesn't cold call and you cold call the hiring manager, or let's just say it's an HR role. I can say oh. specific. If you cold call me, I'm going to be like, hey, like, <laughs> who are you? Like, good why are you though. calling me? <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, for sales, for recruiting, those are roles that you actually call people for. So like that makes more sense. Whereas, you know, hmm. HR, like a general, like an HR generalist, like I do payroll and I do benefits, like that's not going to be the best person to cold call, like the best role to show that skill. Well, let me ask you this question, though, because we do have a lot of people here that do, you know, are looking for SaaS sales and stuff like that. But do you think that even in certain vertical, like certain, um, is it called verticals of SaaS sales? I don't really know what you call that. Like, but like, let's say you're in fintech or well, I guess that's what you're kind of in, Shanda, but like, yeah. are there, you think there's certain SaaS, you know, industries that aren't going to be okay with the cold calling as much? Cyber? Cyber is a fine line to walk. They don't like being on the phone at all. So it's, you have to be very, very strategic when you reach out to them. But I mean, but I mean, if you're looking for a, a sales job in that, like, yeah, an SDR you, role. I don't know. Like, I would say go for it because you're calling. And you, so so it's fine. If you're going for an SDR role, that's But just should... be super strategic if you're going that route with them. That that whole entity specifically. Others are more laid back and they want, you know, disruptive. Like fintech, I think you have to be really disruptive. Because those people get phone calls, like, 
you know, everyone jokes about how much I'm on the phone all day long. Those people really are on the phone a lot. So you have to stand out. You've got that first 10 seconds. You better make it count. And so yeah. they don't hang up on you. So it's really good to show that you don't have any call reluctance. But mm -hmm. I, I was thinking of Whitney a little bit because in her job, mm -hmm. she's, she does a lot more connecting via emails and network working from events and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. oh, that's a good question AP has about emailing. Personally, um, when I was emailing about jobs, like I didn't get anything when I was on my job search. So I was like, and then Lavender like was a big boom afterwards, but I haven't tried since. But I don't know, me personally, emailing isn't my go-to. I'd say LinkedIn message for me personally was my strongest suit. Now, how do you feel about video messaging? Because that's a big topic right now. Um, I'm, I'm using it myself to try to get in the door with my prospects. How do you feel that hiring managers feel about that? Okay, I can say personally, anything that is greater than like 45 seconds to a minute is already like, oof. so Cringy. when I was a recruiter, when I was a recruiter, I hated them. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So now you'll know. Well, that's good advice. Though. So what are, what are, that was what are some like, things? That was me almost, let's say like nine months ago. I was like, I was like, I have too many messages to watch your video. Um, so I kind of would do like a skim of the LinkedIn profile. And I was like, uh -uh, like, I'm not watching this video type of thing. Um, so making sure like your message that goes like, don't just send me a video link. I'm not going to open it. <laughs> like go with like a message, go with something else with it. Because it's like, how are you just going to drop a link in somebody's inbox and be like, open this? We're like, okay. That's true. One thing I really like is using tools like Vidyard or um, I think Vidyard is the one I use, but BombBomb has it where if you, if you do send it to them, it has like a cover photo that's in the message. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really helpful, you guys. And I'm not knocking if you do it this way, but it's really helpful to personalize it, one. I'm not, I'm not a super fan of like personalizing it by just writing like on a paper and being like, Hey, I mean, like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude though, but I see that a lot, but it's not my favorite. Like there's, 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 there's cap cut out there. Right. And yeah. cap cut, you can get a little bit creative. Right. Mm -hmm. And that one. Okay. For me. So I was forced to do video prospecting. Um, oh yeah. A little bit about my story. I was forced. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I, this is going. I had to have a little whiteboard, and we had to do like the whole like, like whatever. It's like trying to get people like to open the video, and I'd say it's a little bit different because we were going recruiter to candidate versus um, candidate to hiring manager. So I feel like that's the difference. Um, okay. because for a candidate, like you want to be seen as like professional, like, yeah, you can seem fun, but you don't want to be all goofy wearing like a party hat and like, kind of like this and like streamers and, whatever. and stuff. Yeah. Like you want to be more like to the point and like, Hey, this is why I'm sending you the video. You're hiring for this position. I fit X, Y, Z qualifications. I can talk more. Let's chat. Boom. Like that's all yeah. I need to do. Yeah. So say uh, like you and I had talked about some different video messaging using the new AI. Have you mm. had a chance to look at any of that anymore? I know I haven't. I haven't. That was something we were going to start and then it kind of got sidelined. Has there any been any more chatter about that? Cause it was really exciting. I haven't, I did send them messages. Um, haven't received anything back. It seemed like the CEO wasn't super active on LinkedIn. And I don't know for me, if I was going to invest that money, I'd rather like 
talk to somebody and be like, okay, can I see a demo of how it works? Right. Rather than just remember we were talking about it, like there was just like pictures and it was like, oh, buy the app for whatever. And I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. But people need to know there's all these other options that are up and coming that are really developing. And mm -hmm. so there's going to be very soon all these new ways to do it. And it's, it's video messaging with like Reggie and Lavender and it just helps you. It's just, mm -hmm. it's so exciting and I can't even explain it because it's just so out there. It's just the next level of way things are going to go. And I mean, it's, it's very smart. If you can, if you can master that technology and then use it in your um, like, you know, job search process, that certainly shows your ability to, to learn and adapt to technology and, and tech stack and things like that. So that, that can't be a bad thing. But what I would say, and same on the note that you were talking about with being professional, but like always keep in mind the job that you are going for, right? Like you would never want to send a, a video to a hiring manager that you wouldn't send to a prospect or that you would like, mm -hmm. you want to be bold, but don't be like ridiculous. Like you have, you know what I mean? Like keep in mind, it's hard, it's hard, but I, I would say just be careful because um, video is one of those things where some people have so totally picked it up and some people are not totally picking it up yet. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've had any run-ins with that, Zay, at all. Um, but it sounds like you don't love it even yourself. Like if you're getting tons of videos, like. Uh. At the time I wasn't getting a lot of them. So it was more like at that taboo, like, oh, is video prospecting going to be the new thing type of thing. Mm. I feel like now, um, personally, I would rather listen to a voice note than a video. Um, that's just my personal preference. I know there's like a couple other people, like I know Jess V, she does um, like voice mm -hmm. notes and stuff too. Um, so that's something I do want to like dapple in a little bit more because I feel like a voice note is less time consuming, I want to say, because like the whole yeah. thing, of, let me click on this link. It's going to open a third party page. And then you know how LinkedIn has that. Oh, that's stupid, true. LinkedIn has that stupid. Oh, do you want to take this out of LinkedIn? I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, no, so already that. a whole like three, four five step process just to even get your video to be played. And I feel like with a voice memo, uh, it's just like a little quick play right there. But the only thing that scares me about LinkedIn is if you send a voice memo, like you really have to like not hold, like lift your finger. Otherwise it'll send it automatically. So like, that's a little scary. <laughs> oh, I see. So like, yeah, you don't have a lot of cuts or takes is what you're saying. <laughs> if you do, if you yeah. mess it up. Somebody uh, did say that they were sending, like taking videos on their phone and then sending them in the LinkedIn message. So instead of using Vidyard, instead of using BombBomb, anything like that. So just saying, Hey, like, you know, hey, Shanda, like, this is Zaya, like, you're hiring for SDR. I saw they need this, this, and that. I have two years of experience doing that and this. Like, let's chat sometime this week, whatever. So, like, in your message, like, is it an option when you're writing, when you're doing a message? Oh. Hmm. So you, but you're saying just do it on your phone and then just write into the message, just pop the video right in there. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't make you leave the site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so think. like, like doing it, like uh, upload a video, like for mm -hmm. the role and then just sending that. So that's, that's a good idea because um, the links I I've noticed are a little bit of a deterrent, even when I'm prospecting. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, that's a really good idea. Now I wonder what happens when you send someone a video what do they see? Is it do they see a picture first? I think it's the the one like 
do you know how like in your camera roll you have like the like if you're scrolling you can yeah. see all the videos that's what they'll see probably that's what they'll see so that then i would definitely recommend using something like CapCut or something because CapCut lets you have a cover page for all mm -hmm. your videos which is nice because then people don't like unfortunately land on you know your weird facial expression or something so then you could say like hey zaya and then and personalize it in that way but not make it like crazy Huh, that, I mean, that's really good advice because I think I might even try that for prospecting because I really think about it. Like if you're prospecting, how many random links do you get texted? Right. Or, you know, sent? yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to click one of those. <laughs> like, you know. sure, because you don't know that person. And mm -hmm. that's what makes it hard too, is you're trying to stand out and, but what's okay to leave the site to go to whatever it is. If you don't recognize it, like if it's loom, of course, you know, like, but it doesn't always but it doesn't show tell you that. It doesn't really right. tell you that until you leave. Yeah. The other thing is it sucks is because I do like that about Vidyard and Loom where you can see when the person looks at it. Mm -hmm. I do like that. But it's mm -hmm. also, just so you know, coming from a, a place of I've done this and it's frustrating, I have spent hours putting together like 20, 30 personalized prospecting videos and nobody opened them. <laughs> yeah, I used to have to send over 50 a day. And really, yes. that's Shannon a knows. lot. That, that's just exhausting thinking. I would rather do 400 cold calls than 50 videos. That's just oh, exhausting. I'd rather cold call than wow. I've never cold called in my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then wake up because this particular CEO wanted them done in the morning. So for me to wake up, like, because I was already working East Coast hours. So for me to wake up at 5 a.m. to get ready and then to have all of my lights on whilst my significant other was asleep in the bed. Um, and then having to go, hey, Shanda. <laughs> I was so tired of that. Wow. That's the amount of caffeine just makes my stomach hurt. Just thinking about that. That's crazy. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And then those days you felt like ick. It was like, oh, do I want to send 100 or like two? Like there was somebody she would send like 200 videos on a Monday. So then she didn't have to send that many throughout the week. How do you even do what that? What is going like, on? Literally. That is outrageous. Like, like I'm doing yeah, the math and, in my head of how long it would take you to do it. Was it okay. effective? Did you find it effective? I, I get a good response rate regardless. I don't know. So it doesn't matter if you're doing it doesn't that. Matter that. To me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter to me. But that girl, she told me she started doing them as responses, which like we weren't technically supposed to do. And so she was sending replies as videos too and was kind of cheating to get her numbers. But I straight up told the CEO, I was like, I'm not doing this. I was like, find my current candidates jobs first, then I'll send uh, more videos. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's it's hard. Um, it's hard when, when you have leaders that get focused on KPIs, they, they, lose, fo they lose track of why we measure those things like, yes, it's important to measure what gets attended mm -hmm. to what's get measured gets done. And that's important, but you can't lose track of why you're doing it. Um, it's like, it's how the many same missions do I have versus how many outbound messages I said. It's but. the same with, it's the same. I see it right now with leaders, a lot of sales leaders, like I'm going to give them a lecture cause they won't let me lead yet, but don't worry one day I will. And you have to understand that like, if you are constantly saying you have to do this many cold calls, you have to do this many emails, then your salespeople who were talented at building relationships and networking, they lose that and they focus on how am I going to get in all this? Like you just explained, mm -hmm. how am I going to get in all these videos? And you instead come up with ways 
to do that. And that's not even your job. It's not even what you were supposed to be doing. And now mm -hmm. you're not even getting the result that you're trying to get. So mm -hmm. it's, I think it's a place of fear. I think it's like they don't know how to get people to get the results. And mm -hmm. it's, it is important to have measurement. I get that, but wow, that is a lot of videos. And yeah, I mean, they want to die every day. <laughs> and see, and then it became ineffective. Right? And then, you know, my whole light was burnt out like literally within three weeks. So, and then everything that was special about you, you weren't producing that anymore. It wasn't like something. Well, I, I straight up said from the beginning, I wasn't. So I'm not hired anyways. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so so we have a we don't have a consensus. It doesn't have to be video, you guys. It has to be something to stand out. And mm -hmm. I really do like the idea of uh I like the idea of voice messages. Winnie just said the funniest thing. She's excited for work tomorrow, even though no one is in the office this week. <laughs> I let's talk about that a little bit because whether you're a job seeker or you're a BDR or SDR like Whitney and I, like I am not actually, I'm dreading this week because I Thanks want to talk too. to people on the phone. And mm -hmm. last week was really hard. It was really mm -hmm. hard for a lot of reasons, but it was really hard to get anybody on the phone. So if you're a job seeker right now, Zaya, what do you think, what, what is important to focus on this week? Okay, like, so I have the best story because for me, I started interviewing at the company I got hired at like first week of December. Oh. So I got the worst um, interview process. <laughs> so, so uh, think about it this way. So let's start from the end of the month. There is Christmas to New Year's, like I'd say at least 70% of the tech companies like have it off already. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, that's not including all of the companies that have unlimited PTO and like things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and so when I was interviewing, my first interview went great. They tried to like push me through the process uh, and they did a good job. So like by the 14th, I had all of my interviews, but then the VP of talent acquisition was uh, on vacation the entire month of December. Oh. Yeah. So I had to like, they literally had to call her like uh, a couple days after Christmas and was like, Hey, like, can you just give us a final approval so he can start on January 4th? And um, that's what had to happen for me. So I would say like, be annoying um, to your recruiters because like, that's your first and only point of contact that you have with the company. So I was very, very consistent with following up with the recruiter and she appreciated it because she was able to go and show the screenshots and send it to her manager. I was like, hey, he has messaged me eight times in the past two days. Like, <laughs> like we, we told him we'd have an update Monday, whatever, whatever. Like that's what you need to do is like, you need to make sure you're on top. I say top of inbox, top of mind. It truly is. The higher you get up, the more times I see your notification, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have five seconds. Let me answer this one LinkedIn message. Um, it really, really does, you know, put you to the top of the inbox, top of mind, because especially if there's any neurodivergent recruiters like me, <laughs> yes. um, I'm really might forget to click send on a message or I really might have five tabs open and the one I was typing to you on, I just closed it. Like it can happen. Um, so being annoying. Well, that's a good that's a good way to look at it, and especially I would imagine right now with so many people looking for jobs in this industry, it's you're gonna have to to stand up apart. Yeah. Like if you're goal. Think about it like this: like if you're going for an SDR role, it's your job to follow up, right? If I have two candidates, we both had final interviews on a Friday. Wednesday comes around, and only one of them follows up. Which one are you gonna hire for the SDR if they were the same? 
That's true. When you when you talk about following up after interviews and stuff, what do you what do you recommend for that? I think I've heard a lot of people questioning have questions about that. What's the best way to follow up after interviews? To personally, so when I was doing like uh, agency recruiting, so like third party recruiting, I say send it immediately. So like we, I would have my uh, candidates like already have one typed up. We like did it. And then we even like, if they wanted to do a video, like we had their video already attached. So then that way, literally after the call, I'd call them, they'd go and send it. And then we'd go and like debrief how the interview went. Um, now for my candidates, I say as soon, like as soon as possible, like if not, like why aren't you putting them in a cadence? So like message them right after, thank you so much. Two days to go by, send them another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a panel interview, alternate the days, get them going. Cause then that way it's like, instead of sending the same email like to everybody, oh, I sent it to Bob and Sue the first day. Then, you know, the second day I sent it to Phil and then the third mm-hmm. day I sent it to the other two people. And then, oh, all of those different times could be a time where they have a conversation with that next person, right? When they see it and be like, oh, what did you think about this candidate? So the more times they see your name as a collective is better. It's really good advice. And I'll tell you, I've, you know, I've, interviewing is kind of my thing. I have a really like a 98% success rate, not to brag, but I will tell you that every time I have gotten a job, every time they tell me that one of the things that set me apart was my follow, my follow-up. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I was trained early on. I'm not young, but it was just always a thing. Like I do, I've always done hand, like I'll do nowadays, obviously I don't do handwritten anymore, but I used to always do handwritten letters. I would throw that thing in the mail the second I got out of that interview. And then, you know, that was back in the nineties, you know, before we had all the access to inter- internet and stuff, but like now a video right after, and like you said, Zaya, like it doesn't have to be a one and done kind of a situation. Like you could do, the, the, the nice professional formal thank you email, like within, I say, 24 hours, it needs to be 24 mm-hmm. hours. And then you could do a, a couple days later a I'll video like or, you know, that's like, hey, you know, bring up something personal about the email, about the interview. But mm-hmm. for me, it's always been um, the biggest sense of feedback because people say so many don't do it. Mm. So many people I'll don't. Follow up. They don't. Yeah, they don't. I, and it's sad. And I then- don't understand. Yeah, because like I feel like the job market went from a candidate's market to an employer's market and the candidates haven't realized it. Exactly. If that makes sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. Um, and for people mindset, who don't have like, oh, sorry. Oh, that's all I have to say. Like, yeah, the mindset hasn't shifted at all. <laughs> right. Well, There's different trackers that are free, like for the job seekers who are just getting started and they don't have a tech stack to work on tra- tracing. Um there's a Google extension and I know Whitney's like madly tapping while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> when he told me about it and I can't think of what it's called right now. So I have Whitney one that's called teal that I recommend to my clients. Now. Teal? Mm-hmm, because there's different teal, ones, but it saves you. Mm-hmm, there's teal and then there's Hunter. I know those, those are two of them. Um, and then they pretty much go and they'll like collect um, your applications and then it can keep a status for you as well. Yeah. Hunter's good too. That kind of creates a, uh, cadence. Yeah, like think is about it, it like free? a CRM. Like think mm-hmm. about it as like a CRM, but for your interviews. Oh, that's really nice because I think I think that's part of the problem with right now is that people are feeling a sense of desperation, so they're doing the spraying prey thing, which is normal um, when you're desperate. Don't don't you know, guys? If you're in the position where you're doing that, don't feel bad about yourself because mm-hmm. if you're desperately trying to find a job, it is normal to just think the more. That- 
my stuff out there, the the better the chances of getting a job. But mm-hmm. it's not gonna, it's not the best way to do it. That's for sure. And so what Zaya is saying about tracking and, and having a, a very intentional job search process by using some tools is, is going to help you. But follow through is just the most important thing because mail track. There you go. Yeah. Cause if you have, if you have, if you're interviewing for a job and they're interviewing with 10 other candidates and you didn't follow through, then you're not going to, you're mm-hmm. not going to get thought of. Right. I mean, what are the chances that's going to happen for you? I don't know. I don't know how, how that could happen, but like you said, it is becoming more of an employer market, like market. So mm-hmm. now it's time for us to start kicking it into high gears if you're job searching. Yeah, like now I don't really see as many um, people with multiple uh, offer letters. It's mostly the flip side where now it's like, okay, companies have multiple candidates and it's now it's a you or them. Um, I think the layoffs had something to do with that because the job market's a little bit more saturated now. A lot of good talent you're going up against. And somebody else that I talked to, one of my clients now said that they lost to the position because the other person actually has had the title and he didn't so it's down to the wire on that so it's a little bit annoying so now you've got to compete with people that have already been in the role yeah and you got to believe they're hungry because they just got laid off they didn't expect that um they've been doing the job and now they're and some of them were top performers Mm -hmm. it's crazy so look at the draw yeah i mean yeah don't even get me started on that. I don't even know how that all happened. Like it, it's mind blowing to me. Some of the people that I see getting laid off, I'm just like, what? This is so not cool. But what it, it is, what it is. You just gotta, you gotta stay strong. But but having these trackers are really cool. I didn't even know that these all existed. Mm-hmm. So cool. Email tracker website. So that's. The, I used the boring spreadsheet when I was on my job search. So, hey, it works. Yeah, I'm happy these exist now. (laughs) I will say, though, don't whatever you do, try not to get caught up in like if you aren't comfortable with like a cadence or technology, don't overthink it. Like all all Zaya is saying here is 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 be intentional, methodical about what you're doing. Like don't like have a plan, you know, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to use these trackers and technology. You can have a spreadsheet, but make sure the spreadsheet says thank you email or follow up or something that is telling you to do that because you don't want to forget. And that's in your process. You could talk about during your interview when they say, you know, do you have experience doing this? Well, yes, I, this is the CRM I made for myself. This is how I went through all the stages of my cadence that I created. You know, Zaya is amazing about the transferable skills. If you want someone to go through and he's like, Nope, that's transferable. It's this. He is your person because he will take this whole list of things that you never thought you could put into words of how they are transferable. He, he will show you how to do that and put it in there. And you're like, Oh wait, I am more than qualified for this job. And you, you know, you feel really, you know, proud as you should. There's I, call plenty it there. <laughs> I call it translating. So it's like, you know, just going through and it's, uh, a lot of people don't know how to talk about their jobs mm-hmm. from the eyes of their new job. Um, or from their perspective role. So it's like you need to translate your current skills or what your current job is into the eyes of your future manager. So they're not like if you're winning an SDR role and you were um, a bartender, they don't want to hear, I served three drinks 
like I mopped floors. I did this. They want to hear more. Okay, I talked to this many KPIs. customers in this many hours and generated this about this much in- income for the company per night. Um, and then kind of going from there and kind of translating what you've done into the vocab and into the sort of language of the future job. Exactly. That was one of the things you always talked to me about was, Shan, you got a KPI it. Like, give me your metrics. And I would give you situations and you're, you're doing the math for me. You're like, you did this in this much time. I was like, oh, I never <laughs> thought about it that way. I can do it for other people, but I can't do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I always enjoyed about our conversations was you would steer me back to where I needed to go. And it's just so frustrating when you can do it for other people. But I guess we don't give ourselves enough credit always. Or we don't mm-hmm. like talking about ourselves to really put that out there. <laughs> I feel like that's what it is for sure. Talking about yourself or like I was even making, I was making my resume today or the other day and I was really sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay. I was like, let me just treat this as black and white. This is somebody else's resume. (laughs) This is something else. And so I really had to do that for myself. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can talk about myself. I was like, when I just remove the fact that it's myself. Because I, I don't know about for you, but for me, I feel like I'm a lot more nitpicky when it comes to anything about myself. I'm like, Ooh, oh, that I'm, you know, I'm so more critical of myself. You know, when I get a new role and they're like, oh, we're going to be really strict about this, this and this. And I laugh. I'm like, there's no way you can be more critical of me than myself. And they're like, really? And I was like, no, I I will overperform. I underpromise and I overperform always. And I'm proving that right now. But mm-hmm. you're like that, too. And to get people to say, hey, stop, take a look at these great things that say it does because you have these great services you provide for people. And if they haven't had the exposure to what else is out there and what the price points are for those things, Mm -hmm. I've had so many people say Zaya's work was three times better and it was like half, if not less than that. Yes. And you asked so much more. You were there. You were so hands on. They felt like you were holding their hand through the whole step of the process. That's kind of what I do. That's it's funny you said that. I um, was talking to a burnout coach and he was even telling me, he's like, you are really doing all the work. (laughs) It's like, he's like, these people Mm -hmm. need to meet you like, like 20% of the way and they've got it done because it's like, you're, you're there. And so that's one thing I kind of pride myself on is like, you can go to all of these other resume writers and what they're going to do. You fill out this form, um, they're going to go and take your money. And then in two weeks, you're going to get some random, um, just some random little like general resume that's not going to help you. And yeah, you paid $500 for that. I've had about four or five clients from the past that have came to me after another resume writer. They're like, oh, I paid less with you. I got way more. Nobody else cares, like the ins and outs. They didn't offer any rewrites, things like that. Because for me, my ultimate goal is to just get you a job. Like all I can promise you is an interview, but I can help you every single step of the way otherwise. So, (laughs) And how many people have done my resume before you touched it? (laughs) Like a ton. Big names, big, big names. And yours is hands down my favorite. 
But I, I also like, got to pick the format because I was like, I like this one. You're like, well, that was what I was leaning towards anyway. And you just, it's saturated with information, but it's not <laughs> messy. It's personalized. It's special. And it doesn't look like everybody else's. It probably That's will eventually because everybody likes this, the format of it. We'll have to come up with something else. Yeah, I know. It's like, you need to start coming up with different templates and not showing the one that you have because. Yeah, I can't show you thing. anymore because I don't want to, I don't want to change it. I love it. You work so hard on it. Yeah, no, it's like uh, the new, uh, yeah, I definitely need to come up with more colors and things like that. But people love your gray and white one. Now everybody wants to use that one. Because so. it's great. You did it. It was all, it was all you. We put our heads together and you're like, what about this? And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Let's run with it. And when, so we did. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm really excited because I have two new clients starting this week. So um, just trying to get them in and, you know, hopefully we can find some like one of them is a senior candidate. So like senior sales roles. And then the other one is going to be for like entry level, like recruiting. So I'm excited. I haven't done one of those in a while. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Just and, you know, like we've thrown out there before, if you send us a message, I know I, I stole Sandy Zen's idea. I have my auto out of office response that says you are now in the bottomless vortex. I literally had 600 notifications for LinkedIn yesterday, one day. I, I can't go through all that. It's not that I don't want to. It's off. I don't want to see it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stressful. And so if I get an email that says somebody tagged you or something like that, I go to those and I'm, I'm always on, I'm always, you know, posting on yours and Julie's and a whole bunch of other people's posts, but you know, Get, I like Slack. Zaya said no to Slack. So you got to figure out where people are. Not for are. me, not for me. Yeah. Maybe eventually in the future, if I open up my own Slack channel, then maybe that'll be my go-to. But right now, LinkedIn is the best way or text. <laughs> yeah. If somebody knows how to organize that, please let me know. I'm, you know, I always feel bad when people are like, I haven't heard back from you. It's been two weeks. I'm like, wait, you messaged me? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not the way I normally roll, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe now we can just start telling people like, hey, if you want their attention, tag them in the message. Maybe Exactly. I will see that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll see it. I was like, it'll come in as a notification and as a message. So like maybe start tagging people in your messages like, hey, at Zaya, hey, at Shan. Like, exactly. Because and I, you know, I have the bell rung on yours. So anything that comes across for you, I'm always all over your post as you are with mine. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, come through. Mm -hmm. So I think from like a candidate perspective, like maybe just seeing, hey, like at Shanda, like X, Y, Z, AP message is so real. <laughs> yes, AP, on point as always. Thank you for that. They added that whole another tab, but I still it doesn't get help. it doesn't help anything. Absolutely. It actually helps nothing. If we're being honest. No, because it fills up too. Then I've got two columns of notifications. That does not help my stress. That just makes me like, uh. Well, honestly, like, I don't even me. know who was moved over to the other section. So now I feel really bad. Like, I was looking through it and I have an email from like April that I didn't answer. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. And Riley, I did. It was a total luck thing that I saw yours. I was actually on the phone with Julie that morning. She was having that rough day and we were crying it out together. And my phone is blowing up in my ear. I'm like, what is going on on LinkedIn? It's like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning, central time. Like who is up? And so I got into LinkedIn and they were all talking about mm -hmm. Julie and they wanted her Venmo. 
And so I quickly shifted to, oh, it's going to be okay. And she's like, what? Like, where's my pep talk? Where's my Shanda hug? Like, you know, she's, you know, waiting for me to do something and it's not there. And when we hung up, she got the notifications from her Venmo. And so she called me back. She's like, did you know? And I was like, yeah, I knew. I just didn't want to spoil the surprise because it was so oh. cool that these people are doing that for you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I absolutely. I love LinkedIn. It's the best place. It's awesome. We just need to get the in-mail fixed so we can be even more awesome. There's a lot that needs to be fixed, but it's okay. One day. <laughs> I was like, if we had all, of, I always tell myself, if we had all the features from all of these other apps, it would just be. They need to integrate. I know they have to have their control, but come on, we got to integrate and make this easier. It's supposed to be a site for networking and job seekers and innovation. And you're holding everything back. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, LinkedIn has been the place. I was like, I can't hate on LinkedIn. I was like, LinkedIn's where I make Oh, comments. I've, well, I've been in LinkedIn jail. How many times they still think I'm a bot? I'm like, I'm sorry I click so fast. I'm sorry I, you know, do four or 500 phone calls a day and I can click and go through all that stuff, but I can't go through right. 600 notifications. So <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not that good. You need your own ATS system for notifications. That would be awesome. We should work on that. LinkedIn I can't be the only person. LinkedIn wouldn't let us do it anyway. There's got to be a workaround. Jared, where are you? We know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe we'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like apps wouldn't integrate into that. A notification tracking center. <laughs> it's got to be something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But does anybody have any questions about the job search or anything I could quickly Or SEOing or anything like that? Ooh, I can start talking about SEO. Yeah, because most people that reach out to me, they ask me lots of questions about that. And I send them to you because you know more than I do. Yes. Yeah, so what I always say, oh, Whitney laughed at my joke. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping somebody would get the, you know, lost notifications versus like lost ones, mate. <laughs> so um, funny. I love Whitney. <laughs> But yeah, so SEO, I always say, I like to teach my candidates how to think like a recruiter. So mm -hmm. for yes, me, like, because for SDRs, you should have like at least two people messaging you about an SDR job like a day. Like they might mm -hmm. suck. But if your profile is SEO properly, like you will get those, um, you know, people on there. Yeah, search engine optimization. So making sure your whole entire profile, like, so Google has it. So you want to have a certain number of words um, on your website and stuff. So Google puts you higher and higher and higher and people searches. The same thing goes for LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, like you want to have these keywords. So for like an SDR job, you want to have like cold calling, cold emailing, all of your tech stack on your page somewhere, things like that. So then that way, when I'm typing into, um, you know, if I'm typing into LinkedIn, I need an SDR in Dallas that has experience with Zoom info and outreach. Um, you know, just having <clears throat> having those words on your page anywhere will help. So what I always say for like how to SEO properly. So underneath each one of your jobs, you need to write your tech stack that you use in each one of them. But also I've noticed putting that into your about section. So I always tell all of my clients now is, um, you know, write in your about whatever you want to say. And then at the bottom, just write, you know, 
skills, and then tech stack. So then that way you can have those different keywords. So like, oh, cold emailing, cold outreach, things like that. And then also all of those tools that you use. So then that way, when I'm doing my Boolean searches, you're going to pop higher and higher and higher. Um, and then if they do have skills um, for that software that you've used, so like some of them do, some of them don't, adding those onto your skills. So then that way, when um, I'm using like LinkedIn recruiter, I can filter by skills and then you'll pop up. So that's quick, quick and easy SEO. <laughs> Which is e sounds really easy. He he just made like hours worth of work sound like nothing. Because yeah. you have to constantly be redoing it. Like I, I work on mine at least once a month. Because people are like, mm -hmm. oh, I love your profile. It's just so easy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Give Zaya some credit. That was not easy. That has been months and months of tweaking and constantly. Yeah. <laughs> that is a work constantly. of art. Um, that, yeah, that's what I've been, you know, that's my little expertise is SEO. So just going through making sure, because ultimately I want to find you in my searches, especially for SDR entry level roles, because it can be anybody. Why not you? So that's the ultimate. So what about the certifications and the badges and different things? I've heard Ooh. different opinions about those because I actually had to take a whole bunch of mine off because I had too many. It was intimidating to people how many I had. So soon I'll be putting all those back on since I don't have to worry about that anymore. What are your yeah. suggestions on that? I'd, I'd say it kind of depends on your interviewer. Um, so I would say, I don't know, like, I'd say get them so you have the skills, but when you're putting them like on your resume or anything like that, uh, I'd compile them together. So what I kind of do for people that are on a career transition, um, I like to do like a little like training session or a section. So like at the top of the resume, I'll put like, oh, SDR, and then it'll be like at like whatever for personal or if they did a boot camp, I do like the boot camps name. And then I'd add in all of those little like LinkedIn learning courses and stuff like that that they did. So then that way it kind of proves, so it's not like in education or anything like that, but it's still on your resume. Right. And then and for people, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, and then for like LinkedIn courses and stuff like that, I'd say just do them because like at the end of the day, they're just going to keep compiling onto there. But when it comes to like LinkedIn certifications, I know that that's like a larger section um so and it shows all of them so i would say like highlight your most like, important ones like the ones that kind of do the most like if you graduated a boot camp putting that there um if you did like a you know more long-term course like you know, be like a comp tia course anything like that i'd add those there and for those of you who don't know trailhead uh has free courses so if you want they have like a whole um i forget what it's called module it's like a module uh, just for STRs, but they have it for lots of other things too. So you can go ahead and start doing AE things after you finish all the SDR roles. And people really do ask you questions about that in interviews. It stands out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I'd say, you know, doing as many as you can because then you have that knowledge. And then on top of that, I'd say go a step further and see how you could do that on your job search. So for SDRs, uh, it's super duper easy because your job search, your your own product, and you've got to sell yourself. Um, and then you can use those metrics. You can even go and find your own, you know, connect rates. You can find your own reply rates for your emails, um, different things like that. So you know, lots that you can do. 
SDR and recruiting, I'd say like the easiest ones for like transferable skills for your job seeking, because, you know, an SDR and a, um, and a sourcer is the same thing, AE and recruiters kind of the same thing too. Awesome. Well, it's about time. We're going to wrap it up. I, I want to personally thank you for coming on. Julie had a hop. She's got a situation that hopefully will resolve itself very quickly. Um, Thank you, Whitney, and thank you, thank you, AD. Like, my awesome mods, our awesome guest, of course, you know. <laughs> I'm very biased in my opinions of all those people because y'all are my faves. But Thank you for having me. I'll come back anytime you need. <laughs> awesome. We will take that up on And need to have some Indian food soon. Oh, yes. No, we Bring do. Whitney with us. Yeah, Whitney, you're coming next time. <laughs> I don't know what she likes, but yeah, well, we're going to go kidnap her. Drive right. to Dallas again. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great night. Have a great week. Merry right. Christmas, everything. Later. Bye.